Welcome to College Football Roundtable, your source for college football coverage, including major storylines, playoffs, can't miss game previews, and picks each week. Join your hosts, Dan, Rob, and Jordan at the roundtable for a show unlike anything else. As for Football presents the College Football Roundtable. Scott Frost is out. Top 10 updates and upsets are already happening, and it's only week two. And really, the question is, how good is App State? Welcome back, Trash Talkers, to the College Football Roundtable, or if you prefer, Ring Knocker Radio. We might have to call it two O's and an NCO, maybe, in the near future. <laughs> Who knows? We can come up with anything. I'm rocking my VTT, don't be a triggered pansy, or quit being a triggered pansy t-shirt, so uh, I'm kind of focusing in on the mood. And uh, let's get started. I'm your host, Rob, out of Fayetteville, North Carolina. We've got Dano Icabesa calling out of coastal Connecticut and we've got trigger Joe here and he's still in Atlanta. So he's uh right up the street yeah. from Jordan. If Jordan was home. So all that being said, <laughs> I'm how still you in Georgia and not feeling peachy, but that's all right. I'm going to make do. <laughs> how are we doing today, Dan? Yo man. Good. As long as army gets a win this week, uh, I, I can't handle another loss. We've got to run the ball and shut down the run. The end. Yeah. Agreed. Joe, how about you? Mm, I'll, you know, I'm going to watch J.J. in his first start at Michigan as the official. I'm not playing for my job starter. Um, <laughs> and, play, and plus, Dan, no, Dan's going to check it out with uh, UConn. And uh, yeah. I'm kind of interested in that game, given that Hawaii just covered 40, a 47-point spread. I think UConn can as well. So, let's see. I mean, the spread was 51, but Hawaii only lost by 46. So, I think if they can do that bad, Hawaii or UConn can do a little better. So, be an interesting game to watch uh, the new quarterback and see if I win a bet. Yeah, it sounds good. And for me, I'm looking forward to uh, this week. Again, watch the Army game. A little bit disappointing. Watched uh, the Buckeyes play. And then I had to punch out because I was too busy watching all the prelims, waiting for uh, Nate Diaz to, to do his final bow in the UFC, if that's it. He said he was coming back, but this is not about the UFC right now. We're talking about college football. So, Dan, if Ooh, you don't, don't mind. Don't get me started on Saturday. <laughs> Let's <laughs> cover the top ten. At number one, you have Georgia moving up one space from previously number two. Number two, Bama, so they flip-flopped. Number three, Ohio State, no change. Number four, Michigan, also no change. Number five, Clemson, no change. Kind of generous there for the old Clemson Tigers. Uh, Oklahoma moves up one to number six. USC moves up uh, three to number seven. That is the Southern California USA, obviously not the South Carolina USC. Uh, OSU moves up three to number eight. Kentucky moves up 11 to number nine. And Arkansas moves up six, and they round out the top ten. So, folks, that is a lot of SEC teams and a bunch of other teams that are going to try and probably fail down the stretch. We'll see. Oh, other notables here. Baylor dropped uh, eight slots to number 17. Uh, who only outclassed by Texas A&M, who dropped from number six all the way to number 24. Ouch. Um, fr- a final note, as long as we're sort of talking about this, Air Force currently coming in with 19 votes in the uh, top 25 poll. They probably deserve at least twice that many. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. And, and 
well, we all we already know that uh, Air Force is the best uh, football team in Colorado, at least because they beat Colorado <laughs> State and they beat the Buffaloes. So, I mean, at some point yeah. we gotta gotta give them the nod. But uh, talking about service academies, we'll roll right into this. Uh, all three academies played last weekend. Uh, again, very detailed overview in the Army football or the Ask for Football Army football show. Check it out. Uh, bottom line is. Can't give two extra possessions to a team like UTSA. They're going to beat you. Um, Navy ran into a pretty potent offense from Memphis, and we talked about that last week. We kind of saw that one going down the way that it did. Uh, scary part of it is is Navy <laughs> had 415 yards passing against them from the Memphis offense and then 91 yards rushing. So basically, you know, Memphis just sit back and just threw it over the top. And uh, that does not bode well, particularly for a team that uh, can't recruit the speed like they need to, and it was a track meet basically the whole game. Navy rushed for 215 yards, but they only had 3.7 yards per carry. And then, again, they got bit by the turnover bug. Again, I think they're two weeks in, and they have six turnovers. They had uh, one fumble and two picks. So, again, hey, you know what? It's Navy. Good on them. If they keep losing, great. Uh, Air Force beat the Colorado (laughs) Buffaloes. The once great Colorado Buffaloes before, like, the death blow sanctions. The Buffaloes. They're the buffs, man. They are what they are. And uh, Air Force had 435 rushing yards, eight passing yards. They dominated the time of possession, 38 to 22, or 38-22 to Colorado's 21-38. Uh, bottom line is Air Force's rushing attack looks solid as well as, you know, they stuck with the plan. Like, hey, if I don't have to throw, I'm not going to, and they didn't. Uh, scary part of it is rumor has it, and we'll get uh, a little bit more in this discussion later, but uh, Troy Calhoun is one of the guys that's up for the Nebraska coaching job. I so, uh, fully endorse that move. Nebraska needs to hire him ASAP. No, seriously, that, that's a good hire for them. Yeah, well, Nebraska needs to hire a, a, a trash man with some talent or something because Scott Frost just couldn't pull it together. And it's unfortunate because I think, uh, you know, he was highly touted when he came in. But uh, we're getting there, Joe. We're getting there. Let me, let me say something about this guy. all right but bottom line we'll pass it over to dan real quick for the commander chief's trophy status yeah you know what it's a good thing that that thing is not being decided this week uh right now air force looks by looks like the best team in the race by a lot um man uh, you know army versus air force i think probably going to be for the possession of the cic unless something really weird happens and on the fcs side uh coast guard is one and one merchant marine academy is zero and one after losing to uh, fdu forum uh, on parents weekend uh looks like we jumped the gun they got suny maritime this saturday not last week so what are you gonna do go ahead joe oh you know i was honestly talking to colonel rob earlier and i was just saying you know if i had a blue falcon of the week i'd give it to scott frost because you know, Wolverine fans got a history with this guy. Uh, not only was he on that team that we definitely should have been the national champs outright for when I think it was the AP had us 58 to 14 and the coaches had us 32 to 30 losing to Nebraska. And that's why we split that. But anyways, or it could have been the 58 to 14 loss that he came into Michigan and we laid on him when he had at Central Florida. And in the post game press conference said, I think we were the more physical team. Yeah, 56 to 14, not 58. 56 to 14 really showed that you all physicaled us, Scott. Um, when a hype train is derailed, it's derailed. And I think he's officially off the tracks. And I'll just roll right into it. Scott Frost, 
some blue Falcons cost their team a game. You became a multimillionaire at the cost of everyone's soul in Lincoln. So you, <laughs> sir, deserve your blue Falcon t-shirt. And you once again proven that when a blue Falcon is falconing, sometimes he likes to make it really blue. So there you go. That's all I got to say about Scott Frost. And I don't think we're going to hear from him again. Yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see where he lands, if he lands at all, because William it, and Mary, or yeah, it's 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 one th- it's one thing to come in as a first year coach. You know, you have some excuses. Even the second year, you have some excuses. But when you've been there for five years, all the recruits are yours. It's something that you're doing as a coach. And again, he was highly touted to come there. Like if they would have been winning, he would have been the uh, he'd have stayed there forever. They would have renamed the stadium after him, kind of like Bill Snyder, and he would have stuck there for a very, very long time. Anyway, let's move it on to uh, the games of the week. Friday Night Lights, you got Florida State and Louisville on ESPN at 630. That should be an interesting contest. Air Force and Wyoming, that one's going to be good. Like, I think that might be the best game of the weekend, and it's coming on on Friday night. So if you're not planning to watch that, you probably should. Uh, Kickoffs are weird this weekend. So rather than your regular noon kickoffs are at 11 o'clock, but you got uh, Georgia and South Carolina at 11 Army and Villanova, of course. You got Texas State and Baylor. Not a great game, but it'll be interesting to see if the Bears can bounce back. And then uh, late afternoon kicks, of course, you've got uh, California and Notre Dame. Do you still care about Notre Dame at this point? I mean, they're a perennial team that everybody talks about. They have this huge TV contract with, uh, you know, NBC Universal, but they've dropped two. And it wasn't like they dropped two to, to teams that are, are below average. They were actually legit competition that if they would have played them closer, one, then we'd still be in the discussion for the playoff this year. You got Penn State and Auburn. That should be a good one. Great out of sight, you know, great out of conference contest for both of them. Penn State is usually sure. a tough team in the Big Ten. Auburn, hey, they go as the road goes. I mean, I hate to say it, but they're at home at Jordan Hare Stadium. So odds are that they will probably have the edge in that matchup. Then, of course, you've got BYU and Oregon. That should be a good game. The Ducks came back with a vengeance last week. Uh, looked like they paid a little bit angry, had a chip on their shoulder, and they're uh, playing BYU and basically the de facto Pac-12 champions last year because they played <laughs> enough teams to actually win it. So we'll see what happens in that game, and that's 2.30 on Fox. And then you got Troy and App State. I think that one's going to be a good game that a lot of not a lot of people are going to be watching. And again, this is a this is the scathing indictment of ESPN Plus. I wasn't sure whether or not I was going to like it or not, but now that you're starting to relegate some of these better teams, particularly in the Sun Belt for Power Five, you're taking the eyes off of them by putting them behind a paywall, and that is one of the most unfortunate travesties of uh, the streaming services. Not to say that they're bad, but it's like, come on, man, that's going to be a good game, and I think people are going to miss it because it's behind the paywall. You got Liberty versus a future Army uh, opponent, Wake Forest. You got Texas Tech and North Carolina State. That should be interesting. And then you got UTSA versus uh, Texas. That's on the Longhorn Network and on ESPN Plus. And that one should be a good game because we want to see if uh, how nicked up is Texas huh. going down to UTSA. And same thing with UTSA. They've had back-to-back overtime games. So who's going to be able to make the adjustments and come out and uh, you know win a partial battle for Texas? Uh, last week, we so far, we're two weeks in, and we have 11 top 25 teams that have been uh, bumped around. Bama had a near miss with Texas. The real question is, did Steve Sharkeesian still have, like, some phone numbers or hidden cameras in the locker room? To, to, <laughs> you know, it's been done before. But, uh, you know, 
did Steve Sarkeesian have something or is this just another trend that we're going to start seeing in college football as guys go to assistant coach with Nick Saban? They kind of learn some tricks and kind of understand how he play calls and how he 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 manages his team and how that's going to happen in the future. But that was a pretty damn close game. And uh, hey, hats off. Hats off to Texas. I think we'd all be cheering and talking about them still this week if they would have won. What are you guys' thoughts? Oh, I well, absolutely agree. Go ahead, Joe. I, Dan. Okay. Uh, no, I absolutely agree with the, uh, you know, and it's it's sad that Texas, what you said about Texas being nicked up, it's sad that they come out the loser on this end because, you know, they those dudes, I, I watched almost every down in that game, and uh, those dudes spent the gas tank, man. Uh, they were playing for broke. That was a serious ball game with some serious intensity for week two, and uh, definitely looked like Sark had his number on a couple of uh, on a couple of offensive series. And Alabama looked out of sorts. Uh, man, hats off to Texas, but what a bummer that is as a Longhorns fan to play that well and come out um, with a with a L. Because I mean, I had Bama covering, so I was dead wrong, but. Um, I do believe we had a We Are Marshall prediction on this show. Mm. Didn't we? Yeah. Yes, we did. We it did. might have been superseded by a Vandy call, but I'm not I'm neither here nor there. I'm just saying. Yeah. Hey, hey, I'll, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I didn't do Marshall. I didn't do very well myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that we were Marshall name. moment is, is surprising. Dan, go ahead. You got something. Yeah, no, I just wanted to circle back around your thing about ESPN Plus. You know, ESPN owns the rights to like half of college football. And the problem is they don't seem to like college football. They like pro football and they like kids that might play in the pros. And all of their coverage is shaped around the NFL and who they think is going to wind up in the NFL. So if you're looking at Troy at App State, they're scratching their head saying, yeah, maybe one of those guys goes in the fifth round, put it on, you know, put it behind the paywall. And that's just, that sucks. Like, that's horrible. I get that the, that the NFL is a giant juggernaut of a business, but come on, man. Like, I love college football, you know? Anyway, enough said. But well, I do the hate that. competition in that game will be better than several oh, games that get absolutely. before it. Because, yeah, and, and, I mean, I've watched two of App State's games this year. They, I do believe they're for real. Um, yeah. I do believe we see App State in the teens or higher um, midseason. I think they're going to break into the rankings after they win. But I also, Troy backdoor covered on uh, Ole Miss week one mm. on the road. They played them a lot tougher than I thought. I thought Ole Miss would hang a 45-10 beating on them. And uh, Troy backdoor covered on a 20-point spread. So they're no joke. Um, and they're yep. going to be giving App State. Because App State now, amongst that conference level of competition, is a god compared you know, with what they just did. Yeah. Yeah, it was like watching them play Michigan all over again, except, you know, I mean, almost the exact same. Michigan was ranked five and uh, they came in off the road and uh, whooped them. Now, I do believe that team that played Michigan was absolutely better um, just because they hadn't lost in three years with Armani Edwards. But um, App State, you know, they're not to be taken lightly. And from this Michigan fan, um, they had our respect. I also do believe that's one of the greatest stories in college football history. And uh, I love that game for App State. Hated it for a Michigan fan, obviously. But what what a great game it was to put them on the map because it really did with a lot of people who didn't follow App State. That They were on the map after that game, and they've stayed here. I give them credit. They stepped up to hmm. D1, and they're competing. And uh, they're starting to get some serious talent there because they look fast, they hit hard, and they play well. So, yeah, I think App State's for real. Yeah, I think that's good. So let's start uh, – let's – talk about some games this week games that you'll be watching uh dan how about you 
Uh, well, we talked about Penn State at Auburn. You know, it's interesting because theoretically Penn State is the better, higher-ranked team. But, yo, Auburn is an SEC team playing at home. The SEC tends to win these matchups, especially in the regular season. Uh, I'm also personally curious to see how Liberty does against Wake Forest. Of course, you guys already talked a little bit about Troy at App State. Um, those are uh, Wake Forest and Troy, future Army opponents. I don't know, man. Black Knights have a tough schedule this year, and I am scared. Yeah, they legitimately yeah. do. Joe, how about you? What games are you thinking about watching this weekend? You know, at 11, I'll definitely be checking out uh, Georgia going into South Carolina because I I don't think it's a trap game at all. I, but I do think that a lot of times that's a difference maker for these kids. They know they're not on prime time. They know they're not the single solitary game going out there. And this is a, I mean, this is going to be a solid matchup. South Carolina's not just going to lay down for them. Georgia's given 24. And I haven't really decided which way I want to go on that game yet. Um, whether because right now the road dog or the home dogs have been covering against Goliath. Mm. So um, that'll be a fun one to start the day off with. I'll definitely be checking in on Michigan UConn because I'm going to be betting UConn plus 47 and a half as soon as I get back into Michigan. Um, because, I mean, at that point, you're betting on third stringers. You know, yeah. it ain't the first stringers anymore. So when you bet that way, you've got to know that's what's going to happen in the game. Yeah, in the second half. right. That's right. Or bet yep. Michigan first half, which I thought the play last week was plus uh, minus 31 and they were up 42 nothing. So, you know, bet when the starters are going to play and so type thing. But um, also definitely going to be watching Penn State Auburn. Um, I, I love Auburn plus three. Auburn is getting three points in that game and I am 100 percent all over that. Um I like Oklahoma going into Nebraska. Should be a fun one to watch. And then Mississippi State at LSU is another one because LSU's at home getting points. So I, I usually, if it's outside of Michigan, we'll focus on a game that I think Vegas has wrong, and I've probably parlayed somewhere. So those are the ones I'll be watching. Yeah, sounds good. And, and like I said, with you guys talking, you guys hit basically the ones that I'm going to be watching. Of course, the Georgia and the other USC. I think Spencer Radler is trying to make a case for his transfer year. I don't think he's I don't think he's going to pan out because, again, even even if this kid came out and threw five touchdowns a game, the eyeballs are on C.J. Stroud and and Stetson Bennett. I think those guys, if there's a quarterback that people are looking at for the Heisman Trophy, it's going to be those two guys. Good luck to you, Spencer Rattler. I mean, USC is never been known to be a powerhouse in the SEC. and, And like, I don't even think they even have a Heisman Trophy winner. I don't know. I'd have to do some more research on that one. But I think that'll be an interesting one to watch early. Again, BYU and, and Oregon's going to be a great game. I think both of those teams are are, are solid. Somebody's got to take the L, so that one will be a good one to watch. And I'll be in the stands for Army Villanova this weekend. But moving on, let's pick some games. Let's put some. Uh, let's tell some folks where they need to put their money, or at least for their bragging rights. Weekly locks. So, Joe, what you got? Um, you know, I kind of tipped my hand there in the games I'd be watching, but I, I absolutely love Auburn plus three. Get in early because I believe that line's going to move when Vegas sees how much money's uh, flowing towards the SEC West on that one. Um, I also, um, I also like LSU as mm. two and a half point home dogs to Mississippi State. Um, I think you know L- LSU kind of floundered in uh, that game against San Jose State, but San Jose State made kind of a late push. Um, this, you know, 
this is one of those this is one of those uh games where it's just kind of the attitude's been set. Um LSU usually wins that game. It's a home game. Uh I I like them to stay within the points or win outright. Um I also like UConn plus 47 and a half. All right. If if UConn could cover against the teams they've covered against or score against cuz I did look up their schedule and I'm not going to get analytical cuz once again I can't look at my Pro Max cuz I'm on the road. But Looking at UConn and how they've played this season, I see them being within 47 and a half of Michigan at the end of the game. Uh, Hawaii was, and I think they're a better team. Also, I like uh, I like Oklahoma minus 11 and a half going into Nebraska. I think they're going to win that one in a route. Oh, so that, there it is. Wow, that's a that's a bold choice, particularly Oklahoma and, and Lincoln. Uh, it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see if there's a change in the mentality of the team. Now that uh, Scott Frost is on the chopping block and he's gone, do you think the assistant coach is going to be able to turn it around, or is it just going to be another one of those? Hey, it's not my fault; it was the other guy. You know, that's, that's they're the they're going up against the wrong team to mm. figure that out. Yeah, that is, is a all true I'm statement. saying. Damn, yeah, I, lo- I almost bet on them because a lot of times you get a bump off that cha- off that coaching change. You know, yeah. they they want to figure you know prove that the season isn't over or whatever. But uh, yeah, I I was just a little scared by by the competition there. Yeah, for sure. You're up, Dan. What games are you going to Yeah, so I went 2-1 and one last week. Memphis obviously crushed the mids. Talked about that. Louisiana Tech obviously covered. Um, Army plus two, that didn't pan out. Uh, damn it. it. Although, if we were talking just the end of regulation, uh, obviously they went in tied. So I, I tend to think that was, in fact, a good bet. It just didn't break our way. Anyway, my picks. Uh, Joe already covered both of these, but Penn State at Auburn plus three. Yeah, man, Auburn getting three points at home. That's that's just That's yeah. just science. And then UConn plus 47 and a half at Michigan. Like, what is the incentive for Michigan to hang 50? Like, they may do it. It's hardly impossible. But why do they want to? Who cares? So, yeah, that's it. Well, one of the things that we haven't seen come up, and and I'm scared to even mention it, but point shaving, right? Now that these kids have Mm -hmm. name, image, and likeness, that could be a sticky wicket. You know, we had some guys in the – Right. We had some guys in the late 90s get caught for that. It Mm -hmm. jeopardized their Mm -hmm. draft status. You know, like I went to high school with one of them. And that's a story for offline because we won't use his name. But uh, I don't like the NIL to begin with. But I understand it's a part of the culture now and it's what's going to happen. But But where there is abuse, there will be control. And if it's abused, it's only going to be a matter of time before massive sanctions get handed down. And I really hope not for college football because I agree with Daniel. That is absolutely the purest form of football at the highest talent level in my opinion in the world yeah for sure so my picks uh like i went uh, two and one last week i had arkansas state covering 43 and a half south that was carolina a good call. yeah south carolina and arkansas went over 53 which uh, i was sweating for a little bit <laughs> but then uh things kind of changed in that second half and then of course uh Man, Vanderbilt and freaking Wake Forest, man. I, I, at first I was going to call it for a much closer game, and then I went back and I looked at the line, and I realized that they had won against like a way smaller school and a school that's just as bad at playing football as they are. <laughs> that's why I kind of changed my stance on the whole thing. But uh, going into this week, again, I've got Georgia and South Carolina. I think that one's going to be a barn burner. I think Georgia could probably hang 52 points easily themselves if mm. things get out of hand. Uh, BYU three and a half against Oregon. Like who's going to bet against BYU? Basically the de facto, again, we've talked about this already, you know, the de facto PAC 12 champions of last year. If you're scared, take the points, but I'm going to call BYU outright to win that game. I think that's, that's going to happen. 
And then again, this one's kind of random, but uh, I think the Akron Zips will cover 47 and a half against Tennessee. And this is going to continue my, my war against Tennessee because they're doing well this season. But uh, since they dropped Army off the schedule, I'm going to go against them in every way that I can for the rest of the year. You know, they played a very similar game to the to the Army game. You know, they got up big on Pitt, and then they let Pitt come back and tie it up, went to overtime. Like, that was almost a, a mess. And uh, they look better. Like, they look better. The Vols look better than they've looked in a while. I listened to that game on the drive home. But, yo, I wouldn't say that they're back. Like, that's not the top half of the SEC. That's the bottom half of the SEC still. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, sure. I mean, we're talking 50 points here, too. You know, I, I, I think uh, I think if uh, Akron puts in one, then you're done. You're covered. Yeah, mm. I, I, I think that's within the realm of the possible. Hell, man, T. Martin's kid's old enough to play football now, to isn't 52-7, <laughs> and you cover that bet. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't think it's going to be that. I don't think it's going to be like that. Yeah, I think it'll – but I think it'll be a good game. Uh, I mean, if if you're an Akron fan, like – they got to punch up above their weight. And I think that's one of the things like early in the season, when you have all the out of conference games, that's when you kind of make your bones. Like if you're trying to make a push for the postseason, you've got to win those out of conference matchups because look at, you know, look at Penn state. Like if they lose to Auburn, it's not going to hurt them on their big 10 schedule, but it hurts on the eye test. And when it comes time for that playoff picking committee, you know, it, yeah. like, Unless you're yep. unless you're Bama or Ohio State, nobody gives you the benefit of the doubt in a fourteen playoff with one loss. Yep. And and if you lose that game, now you're a victim to Auburn's record. If you beat Auburn and Auburn drops four, no one's gonna talk about the fact that Auburn dropped four. If they beat you and and they drop four, then then it's a problem. Yeah, that is a true statement. Well, it's time to wrap this thing up. Good show so far, guys, but uh I'm going to be going to the, the Army Villanova game. It is my 25th reunion graduating from West Point, which is insane. I still can't believe it's been 25 years. So that means I've known some of those folks that are going to be there for like 29, almost 30 years. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, You're getting old. It's insane. Bottom line. Uh, yeah, true statement. And uh, that's just kind of how it goes. But uh, definitely going to be looking for all the Ask for Football fans while we're out there. I'm going to be tailgating with Dan. Uh, I might blow off the, the, the class tailgate, at least the pregame tailgate to come hang out with dan and some of the other other cats that are going to be there really looking forward to it i'm hoping that there will be more people in the stands at mikey stadium it was kind of disappointing tuning in last week and seeing like a whole half empty stadium that's kind of a slight to your team and one of the things that that we talked about on the other show is like you can't really complain about a team if you're a quote unquote fan and you're not dropping your hard-earned dollar to go watch them play i mean that's just a fact like if you love your team you're buying jerseys you're buying all that other stuff. Hell, the way things are going now, you can cut a check to your favorite player. <laughs> like, let's be real. Like, if you want to support your team, you literally can. And so I'm just going to be there looking forward to the game. Again, always awesome to have you guys on. I've got uh, Dano Icabesa out of the coastal Carolina. We've got Joe, Trigger Joe, out of Atlanta. But we know where his heart is. By way of. By way of, <laughs> exactly, you know, the great state of Michigan. And I'm Rob, the angry colonel, coming to you out of Vietnam. And uh, this has been the College Football Roundtable. Hey, we thank you guys for checking us out, and we'll see you around next time. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Ask for Football College Football Roundtable. Tune in next week as the AFF team brings you more hot takes and college football analysis. Sign up for our mailing list at asforfootball.com forward slash subscribe. 
Thanks again for listening to the Astro Football College Football Roundtable. And as always, beat 